Well, we're starting off today with a shortened week. Well, the four-day work week pilot project kicks off this year, and we have director of four-day week South Africa NPC and chairperson of the four-day week SA Coalition to talk to us. Now, the pilot project is to introduce a four-day working week at companies here in South Africa, and it's already been introduced in many other countries across the world. But the model found less employee fatigue, higher revenue for companies, and those are two pluses for this particular initiative. But will it work in a country like South Africa? Let's find out more from Karen Lowe, as I said, Director of Four Day Week South Africa NPC and Chairperson of the Four Day Week South Africa Coalition. Karen, good afternoon. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Good afternoon, Anissa, and all of the best for 2023 ahead. And the same for you. This is exciting news. If I was in corporate still, I would love to have a four-day week. Why would you want to implement a four-day week, though? You know, I think we're looking at a almost 100-year-old concept of working five days a week. So I think it's time, current times and certainly past COVID, that we start looking at the future of work through a different lens and in different ways. Because just because five-hour work week was good for us 80, 100 years ago, doesn't mean that it still applies in current times. And I think there are two real core anchors or pillars that this initiative is based on. One is productivity. And can we keep productivity levels uh, or improve them in a reduced work week? And the second is how do we keep our employees happy, healthy, and engaged? And I think those two concepts are very much interdependent on one another. You know, the well-being of our employees enable them to contribute at their best. And that is obviously to the benefit of the business overall. And I think mm-hmm. post-COVID in South Africa, we've seen chronic levels of fatigue, stress, burnout. I think 2022 was an awful year for many, many South Africans. So yes. all of the projects and the research pilots that have been done around the world are showing an absolutely unequivocal positive result on all of the health and well-being markers without any negative impact on productivity, and most are actually revenue positive. And I don't see Mm -hmm. how South Africa can be any different. I know we have our challenges, and I know we're facing load shedding, and I know all of those things are, you know, a detrimental effect on productivity. But I still think there is room for all of us to challenge ourselves to work smarter and better not necessarily harder to the point at which we burn out. And I think the, 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 the real thought for me behind this entire initiative is how do we get a conscious work ethic and a conscious rest ethic that is working hand in hand so we have a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen, as you've said, you know, during COVID um, when we went into lockdown and then after that as well, many people have been working from home, people have side hustles, And do you see this as also giving people an opportunity to actually become more innovative with their time? And then at the same time, when you become creative, you find, you know, that you are using your time better. So people will have more time on their hands to to see how they can develop themselves, maybe the side business that they have. Absolutely. I agree with all of that. If you if you look at the results of the pilot study and what they used that extra 20% of that work week for. It was for leisure, housework, care work with elderly, more present time with children, personal maintenance. And then obviously there is an opportunity to use that eight hours a week that we're aiming to take off 
to improve, to do a, a, you know, a new skill, uh, learn a new uh, hobby, whatever it is that improves you and your life as an individual and your contribution mm-hmm. to society at large, really. So what about the employer? Um, you know, what do they gain from this? I mean, we you, you've given us quite a bit that the employee would gain, but what about the employer? Obviously, one of them would be that he'd have a, a better, a more healthy employer employee, which means less sick days and, um, you know. But what about the fact that when people become more, um, you know, creative, looking at how they can do things, we see staff turnover because people tend to leave. Absolutely. And this whole concept of quiet quitting that's, uh, you know, yes. coined uh, globally, people are, they're less engaged within their workspaces. And I think the benefits for employers specifically is a focus on productivity and what that means for the organization, a conscious awareness of how valuable their staff are to them and enable them to rest without any guilt or, or anything attached to that gift of time that they're giving. And I think also it helps businesses grapple with this return to work environment, you know, fully remote versus hybrid versus a full return to work. And I think flexibility really is a new currency. So not only does it make employees more actively engaged, uh, more loyal, it improves the culture. And obviously you mentioned that the drop in absenteeism, I mean, that is a direct positive impact on bottom line of organizations. But it does make space for creativity and it makes space for individuals within a team to express themselves in a way that's meaningful to them. And if you feel valued, you contribute more. So the employer really has a lot to gain. They've got improved uh, or, you know, absenteeism will, will drop, culture and engagement improves. It helps them get people back to work for use for strategic or creative purposes. It helps them really with their talent management. Uh, and acquisition, it helps you retain staff because they are engaged and they feel valued. So I think the benefits really are, are, are both to the employer and employee. It's a very balanced, collaborative, co-created space that, that this initiative creates. Mm-hmm. So what about the labor laws now? South Africa's labor laws would obviously be impacted by a four-day week. I think in the long term, they certainly would need to be uh, brought into discussion and under the spotlight. But at this stage, given that it's just a research experiment, all we are asking employers to do is sign a pact with their employees that says for a period of six months, we are going to experiment with a future model of work. And that future model is based around the very simple principle of 100% pay for 80% of your time in return for 100% of your productivity. And how that looks for organization to organization is completely unique to their organization. They need to find a model that works for them. But it is an experiment. So therefore, you don't need to tamper with the labor legislation. We're trying to get organizations to play around with the idea and try it, try and find a model where a reduced work time or work reduction um, in, in hours works for them. And, and, and that's, there's no silver bullet for that, obviously, but, but we've got these wonderful bedrock of global peers that have been through these programs before, and we're running alongside the EU uh, pilot as well. So we've got access to everybody in Europe that's going to be doing the pilot in, in February. So there's no need to change the labor legislation. It is for a fixed period of time, and for those companies that decide to continue, most of which do after they've gone through the pilot program, it really is a yeah. matter of 
the HR department and the policies and procedures that are in place within that organization being reworked. So it doesn't need to antagonize the current legislative framework that we operate in. All right. Sounds really fantastic. I know the UAE has implemented a four-day week and they seem to be raving about it. Um, most people are quite happy. I think it'll be the older generation, um, you know, would find it a little different. Um, but I think in the long run, people will get used to it, especially the Gen Zs, because they t- seem to adapt to this kind of working environment quicker than we do. Or, I'll talk for myself do. here. <laughs> I do, and I think, I think they demand it. They, they have yes. a much better idea of what balance and work-life balance should be. And, and they certainly don't allow, uh, you know, employers to take advantage of them. And I think that's a, a really important shift in mindset. I used to show up in the morning for work before the boss, and I used to leave after the boss had left. Because I was yeah, there. Did yeah. it mean I was working? Of course it didn't mean I was working or yes, I was being productive. Yes. You were just creating the impression. <laughs> Absolutely, it was all about perception. And now we're saying, let's produce as a team more and better and more cleverly than we're currently doing. And here you go. Here's a gift of time to do with what you want. And because we're all playing for that gift of time and the productivity is the baseline marker, we can't drop revenue, we can't drop productivity. So how do you as a team solve for that 20% time off? Because the, the, the growth and well-being of the organization is right front and center. That has to make, stay the same or improve. So, so they're part of the solution. And, and I don't know, for me in South Africa, where we have a, a, a youth bulge, as they call it, I'm so tired of them yes. saying, there's a crisis, we've got a youth crisis. We don't. We had the biggest youth opportunity in the world. And it's high time yes. we took advantage of that. And we can't create a future of work for them without consulting them. Absolutely true. I agree with you 100% and 150% in fact, because the youth are definitely, um, you know, uh, taking up the cudgels and moving forward. And we're seeing those changes that they're bringing about. And we're going to have to either support them or they're going to walk right over us. And we wouldn't be able to blame them for doing that. (laughs) No, I think we all need to be part of it. You know, the the best part about this initiative is that it enables companies, and it goes into very rich territory, I mean. We need conversations about what output is and what productivity is. And then more, what is well-being? Because if we're not yes. well and we're not engaged and we're not thriving, what is the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, when we talk about this, you know, we talk about well-being at workspace, then also the economy comes into play as well. Because the more people who stay away, the more impacted negatively is the economy. If we can do this and it impacts better on the economy, why not? Particularly for a country like South Africa. Yes, and imagine all the micro-organizations, those side hustles you mentioned. Imagine with an extra eight hours a week what those entrepreneurs could do with eight hours in their side hustle. That side hustle could become a fully-fledged small business and then grow. That means more employment opportunities. And the SMME sector is the lifeblood of our country. If we can grow that at scale... Oh, I can, I just, all I can see is the, is the larger social impact. And yes, it's a long play. It's not going to happen overnight. But if we can create employment yes. opportunities and work opportunities and experience opportunities for our school leavers and our graduates, we will be in a very happier place in two to five years' time. 
Well, as we say, God willing, let's hope that happens. And I hope this is going to be an initiative that South Africans take to and it works out for us and brings nothing more but prosperity and well-being to the uh, citizens of the country, especially the workforce of this country. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you for yours. I really appreciate you having me on your show. You're welcome. Really welcome. Thank you. And all well, the best for the year forward. Yes, definitely. Take thank care you. Of yourself. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. And that was Karen Lowe. Um, she is the spokesperson uh, or director, rather, for the four-day week South Africa NPC, as well as chairperson of the four-day week South Africa coalition. Now, the four-day working week has become quite a trend across the world, and you can see that it's reached South Africa. It's been um, it's been launched, a pilot project that's been introduced, and companies will be taking part to see if they would like to carry on doing this um, as, you know, after a six-month period. That's would be the, the duration of the pilot. And inshallah, it sounds like it's something that's going to be quite good, and I think many people will actually, particularly women, I think we'll enjoy having a four-day working week because it will give us more time to do stuff that we don't get to do during our normal um, weeks that we have now. So inshallah, let's make um, you know concerted effort to see how this pilot project works and be part of it if we possibly can and see what the results are after.